What'd you say? New Greenwich. That's what it's called. Greenwich? This is Maui Wowie. Uh, so <laughs> my favorite movie is that I can't decide on a favorite movie. Press next podcast. Hey it's your girl Katie. Oh, you changed it <laughs> up. It's your boy Corey, and this is the Press Next Podcast. I am usually the one that changes it up. I wanted to be like you. Okay, I kind of liked it though. I ain't gonna, I ain't gonna lie. I ain't gonna front. You know it's your girl. You know it's your girl. <laughs> <laughs> Um, this podcast is brought to you by Salmon Bites and Brussels Sprouts. Um, run to your store today and go get some salmon, cut it up in some bites, and uh, also get some Brussels Sprouts. Um, and the reason why I say that is because it gave us the energy to do this podcast. We just ate dinner. We just ate dinner. Uh, so shout out to Salmon. All the salmon's out in the, uh, just swimming in the rivers and stuff. All the salmon. Shout out to all the, all the pears and the salmon. Upstream. You know what I'm saying? Swimming upstream. Uh, trying to get back to where they spawn and stuff like that. And... <laughs> To all of the Brussels sprouts, shout out to you for being a delicious, um, what are they called? What? Cru- cru- what are they called? They're like a member of, the, of a certain family that starts with a C. No idea. Well, we're going to let that one go because I'm not going to make a fool yeah. out of myself like I always do. No idea. And I can put it in the uh, intro. Uh, but anyway, welcome to the show. Um, I feel like we have a good episode today. I think so too. I'm a little nervous to talk about it, but we are a podcast that talks about movies, documentaries, and TV shows, and all things, I guess, Hollywood. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and how they kind of interact with real life and how right. we like them and stuff like that. But I've decided to uh, name this episode Joel's Decision. So if you have been watching The Last of Us, or you did watch The Last of Us, that's what we'll be talking about. But we'll also... Get into the Oscars because the Oscars were last night, or by the time you hear it, two nights ago. Yeah, or more. Oscar season, baby. Yeah, Oscar season, and I have some thoughts. Okay. Um. Do you want to run through the winners and then give your thoughts, or yeah, or we can do it at the same time if you want to. If you want to okay. do that, okay, for sure, for sure. But before we get into any of that, what have you been watching this week? Ooh, good question. The Last of Us, of course. Mm-hmm. Last week um, was a busy week, I feel like. Yeah. I'm a very busy week. trying to remember what TV I watched. I didn't even see you watching uh, Actually, Real Housewives. No, I was out of town. Yeah, you were like, it was yeah. a very busy week. Yeah, I was only home for one night. So you really only watched The Last of Us. Yeah, The Last of Us, <clears throat> Real Housewives of New Jersey. Um, That's it. <laughs> and YouTube videos. And that's it. That was that was fun. Um. Saturday night, we went back in time and just was watching videos of like countdowns of music from like the years, like 2016 and 2013. And what were the top 100 songs of 2009 2009 or something like that? And for some reason, that was very, like, very fun. It was so fun because y'all should do it sometime because there's so many songs you forget about. Mm -hmm. And then we forgot how hard Fame Monster goes. Yes. By Lady Gaga. And 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 the fame. So Fame Monster and pretty much all her like first first, albums. First albums. Yeah. We were jamming it. And then I put on Kesha in my car, her first album. Still knew every single word to yeah. every single song. Have no idea how I remember that. But. Man. So we did that. I don't know if YouTube counts, but we were definitely tubing. Yeah. Um, Saturday night. I hope tubing isn't a uh, like nasty thing because <laughs> I feel like somebody might have co-opted that word. Um, um, don't know. What have I been watching? I feel very similar to you as in like last week was very, very busy, mm-hmm. but it also wasn't busy because you weren't here. So 
I just did like the normal stuff to hold it, the house down, you know, like, you know, cook and yeah. take your dogs out. Right. But I think I used the extra time to do like creative stuff and then also to play video games. So I didn't do a lot of watching because I feel like we were pretty in sync besides the real housewife stuff that what we're watching right now is stuff that we, we have to watch together. Yeah. So there's not like shows that I'm out here, even though I'm finished, I'm, but we got to do the Mandalorian together too. So like mm-hmm. there's stuff out there that we probably could watch singularly, but we're just in sync right now where all the things that we're watching are like together. partner yeah. programs. So like Daisy Jones and the, Jones and the, and the six. six. Yes. I'm excited to watch the new er three episodes that have been released. Power book, uh, ghost is about to drop. Mm-hmm. So season three. Yeah. I am lit about that. I we love, love power. Yeah, I love power. Household. Yeah. Except I wasn't really a fan of uh, Tommy's force. Spin-off. Yeah, yeah. I didn't. I really, I really wasn't a fan of force. We didn't follow through. With yeah, that. raising Canaan was okay, but power and then ghost. Mm. Some special. Something special. I think it's because it like Michael Rainey Jr. We just love him. That's and we his saw, name, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we saw him uh, kind of matriculate right. throughout the show, but also I don't care what nobody say. And people were like, oh, Snowfall. I love Snowfall, too. Mm-hmm. And I guess the three, like, big black drug shows, <laughs> right, <laughs> are, are universes, are BMF right now, mm-hmm. uh, Snowfall, and then Power. Yeah. Power, you have, like, a whole universe. Snowfall, this is the last season. And BMF, I don't know. I don't like BMF. I thought BMF was corny. Okay. Um, but I'm still finna watch it because all my dudes is watching BMF, so I'm still finna watch You're it. You're just gonna talk to them about it. Right. I love Snowfall. And as I do typically with any last season, I wait till it's all over and then just binge it. Mm-hmm. Um, because I don't want it to end. That's a that's a thing of mine. I need to not do that. Yeah. I did the same thing with um, Scandal. I need to not do that. Because what happens is I wait like a year to watch it. I was about to say, yeah. you waited... Way too long. Eight years. <laughs> yeah. To watch, to finish Scandal because I was I didn't want it to end. The things I don't want to end, I'm like, I can control this. I, I, it won't end. Um, but that's what I will be watching. So uh, I felt a little, I didn't want to watch the Oscars because I, I didn't feel like I watched a lot of the films. Mm-hmm. But when we go through these lists, I'm like, maybe we did watch enough and yeah. I have some thoughts. So let's talk about the Oscars, man. Let's get into okay. it. Oscar, Oscar. One thing that I hope to win maybe one day or something, you know? All right. Do you want me to start it off? A little best picture. Are we starting with best picture? Let's do that. Um, no, I'm on a different list. Oh, okay. What what list do you want? Um, we can't start with best picture. Isn't that like the biggest award? Yeah, but who cares? That's what you know what I'm saying? Eh. It's over now. (laughs) True. Okay, I just shared the list with you. All right. So um I'll start off with actor in a leading role. Best actor in a leading role. Went to Brendan Fraser. Yeah, in The Whale. In The Whale. I feel like I knew that was coming. Yeah. But, you know, wasn't there a whole thing about him being blacklisted? Yeah. That's why I felt like it was coming. What's the tea on that? Do you know? Yes and no. So, basically, and y'all know this, I'll give you the loose version, and only because I don't want to stumble and give you wrong information. Y'all know how it goes when you don't follow the elites in Hollywood. Mm-hmm. They don't let you do nothing. Okay. And so we knew, and, and people feel like he got snuffed for the mummy, but like, if you are, if you like acting, you know Brendan Fraser's nice. Yeah. He's nice with it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tarzan. 
Yes. Like, you know he's nice with it. He may not be like the A-list, top tier or whatever that yeah, comes yeah, to your yeah. mind when you think about an actor, but the man can act. Okay. And there's a period of time where like he definitely was blacklisted from things, basically, I'm going to say not following what the elites want, you know what I'm saying, Okay. to happen. Um, and then I think that got, luckily for him, and I say this with no racism in my heart or, or bigotry, he was a white male. Right. Luckily for him, he's white male. Because he got a different chance to other minorities probably would not get. And that also the stories also came to light about him being blacklisted, which is also why I feel like, though I have not watched The Whale, so I will not say this. I haven't watched The Whale. Now, everybody who has watched The Whale I haven't either. has told me it's been incredible. I've seen like the prosthetics and stuff they did on him. Yeah, that's Fan, incredible. Like, yeah, it was phenomenal. So I can't tell if he was great in The Whale. Right. But I also just knew that he was going to be in a, if he was going to come back, and got a chance. He's going to kill it because he's Brendan Fraser. And because his story came out, it felt like one of them ones they had to give him. Right. That's what I kind of thought, too. Anyway, let's move on. Where you at? Actor in a supporting role? Yeah, best actor in a supporting role. I still have not seen everything everywhere all at once. Me either. And, I feel, and apparently A24 cleaned, cleaned up this year they... in like every award. Oh, that was an A24? Yes, and so was The Whale. I didn't know that. Okay, so the winner, actor in a supporting role, is Ki Hui Kwan. Uh, I, I don't know if you butchered that or not. So <laughs> I'm hoping that we did not. But congratulations to you. Yes. Um, now, I know that some people, and we'll get to did it later Did you see on. his acceptance speech? Yes. I liked the acceptance speech. It was fire. Yeah. It was fire. was fire. Some people were mad about it on um, Twitter, but. Yeah, well, Twitter is a place for people to be mad. <laughs> facts. All right, next. Actress in leading role? Yep. Is, what's her name? Michelle Yo? Mm-hmm. Everything, everywhere, all at once. Everything, Again, cleaning up. All at once. Cleaning up. And look at the next one. Actress in supporting role, Jamie Lee Curtis. Now, people were really mad about this one. <clears throat> Why? Because Angela Bassett did her thing. Yeah. Did her thing in Black Panther Wakanda Forever. Yeah. And I can't say... If Jamie Lee Curtis didn't deserve it or not, because I didn't watch. We the haven't movie. watched, yeah. So I'm not, I'm not here to, and I, you know, we, we, we stand Jamie Lee Curtis, mm -hmm. but we also stand Angela Bassett, right? So I feel away, but at the same time, I can't really say much because I haven't watched that movie. Exactly. Um, but man, do you remember the speech? You man, I don't know. I was watching Wakanda Forever. I was like, man, she's doing some of her best work in in a non leading role. Yeah. So. All right, best animated feature film. The winner was Guillermo del Toro's Pinocchio. Pinocchio. So I, actually, like, I liked his speech too. It was like the live action Pinocchio. Well, it was animated, oh. but yeah. Oh, gotcha. Okay. A different version, but uh, even though I, I heard Puss in Boots was a real cinema, which is why I was really? uh, nominated. Uh, cinematography, winner, all quiet on the Western front. I agree. They yeah. did a fantastic job of cinematography. Um, and remember that one movie I said would be like nominated, Tar? Remember, yeah. I never saw it, but I yeah. knew from the previews it would be like a nominated movie. Yeah. And it, I mean, apparently, it didn't win nothing. Really? Yeah, it was nominated for a lot, but it didn't win a damn thing. Mm -hmm. um, right. But Elvis obviously kind of got knocked too. I, I, well, I say knocked, meaning I don't think Elvis won a lot or any. Okay. But we'll see. Interesting. All right. Best costume design Black, Black Panther, Panther. Wakanda Forever. Let's go. Black with a dub. Panther. It's hard to bleep back. If Black Panther come out any year, you're going to struggle with costume design. With costume design. You will struggle sure, with costume yeah. design. Uh, directing, obviously, everywhere, uh, everything everywhere all at once. Yeah. 
Um, documentary feature film. Now, nah, this is what I would like. My bad. Uh, what's it? What's it called? Navalny. I think so. I don't know. We should have looked up the, how to say these names yeah. instead of just reading them all. True. But um, all right. The best documentary short film is The Elephant Whisperers. That's me. I like to whisper. I've not seen oh. that either. What about film editing? Who won that? Everything, everywhere, all at once. <laughs> Cleaning up, bro. They cleaned up. And it feels like, to me, all of the like nominees are the same. The Banshees of Insurance. Yeah. Elvis, Tar, and Top Gun Maverick are like in every thing. Yeah. I feel like the movies that were nominated were nominated for several things. Yeah. I mean, I guess that's, well, that's good cinema. Yeah. International feature film. Of course, the winner was All Quiet on the Western Front. I didn't watch any other other international films, but we did watch that one, and it was a really good film. So I'm not mm-hmm. mad at that. Um, if that be the case, all right. Best makeup and hairstyling, the whale. Which, if you have seen any of the <laughs> any uh, of pro- the clips yeah. of the prosthetics and the the suits and things, they did amazing. They're incredible. They did an incredible job. So, um, shout out to All Quiet on the Western Front again for music winning the original score. Um, Oscar, which is crazy because I don't really think I even remember the score of that film. Yeah. I agree. But maybe that's why it was so great, right? Yeah. They just were able to score it well enough to make you feel a certain way and we enjoyed the movie. You don't necessarily remember the score, but True. you remember how it made you feel. So shout out to them. True. Best original song, Natu Natu. By Triple R. What is that from? Lift Me Up was uh, nominated. I think she's she sang Lift Me Up, right? Rihanna sang Lift Me Up at the Oscars? Um, I think so. She did, because she showed up and somebody was making fun of the way she entered her hotel or whatever. Oh. Um, it's hilarious. Now, then we get into Best Picture. And the nominees for Best Picture were All Quiet on the Western Front, Avatar, The Way of the Water, Elvis, Top Gun, Tar, Triangles of Sadness, Women Talking, Everything, everywhere, all at once. And of course, the winner was everything, everywhere, all, all at, at once. once. They really were everything, everywhere, all at once they last night. Were, <laughs> they were literally, I don't want to get too far into the rest of the um, awards because yeah. there's so many more, but yeah. here's what I will say. Here's, this, this is why I think when you drop your album... When you drop your TV show, when you drop your movie is important. It is important because we're humans and we are suckers for recency bias. But when did that come out? I feel like it came I'm out. I'm talking about Top Gun. Oh. Top okay. Gun was so early in the game, I feel yeah. like, that people forgot how fantastic of a movie Top Gun was. Now, that's not to say that everything, everywhere, all at once didn't beat it out outright. Right. Again, I have not seen the film. I will probably even watch it this week. I haven't seen the film. But I feel this way even when it comes to like music awards and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. We we typically will take the the one that's closest to the release date than the one that had the greatest impact on the culture and everything else. Yeah. Because we remember the last greatest thing or even the last bad thing. We just remember the last thing more more so than we remember Something that came out earlier, which is why even when we went through our list of songs on YouTube, we, we forgot a song. Like we didn't forget the song; we know every word to that song. But when we when they played it, yeah, it's like, yo, this this took off. This was my entire year that year. Yeah, how did I forget that one thing? And I just 
I just think that when it comes to awards, and this is why awards will always kind of be flawed. One, there's no like it's all human based, right? Mm-hmm. So there's no um, AI like algorithm that's that's taking into account these things, right? Um, like how much did you sell? <laughs> Was there like a survey afterwards that people are doing? Um, there's a there's a group of people who are deciding who wins these awards, right? And unfortunately, those humans are, you know, left to their own devices. And I think recency bias is one of those things as well. And I read an article one time that said, like, even with a Grammy, they said, oh, you can you can buy a Grammy. So essentially, if you can buy an award, and when I say buy, buy it, is you get in the right pockets, you know what you're doing. Right. And I've heard that before, too. I don't know. I don't know if I've heard it specifically for the Oscars. Right. But I've heard that before. Well. Yeah, you know, I'm thinking like if it's if you can do that with anything with any kind of elite thing, right? We're talking about lobbying. Yeah. So maybe you're not like directly going to somebody, giving them money, and be like, hey, you know, put this on the board. Right. But it could be other things that you're lobbying that come down and you know in the long way. Right. Um, and you get your you you end up with your Oscar or whatever. Um, which is also why people feel like when it comes to minorities, they don't win pretty often because how are they lobbying in a in a in a space where it's historically been uh, white privilege and white power, right? Yeah, it's a good point. So interesting times, but here's what I will always say: winning or not winning an Oscar or Grammy or a, 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 um, a Tony, um, an Emmy, whatever it may be, that does not discredit how great you are, Something how great is, your yeah. product is, how great whatever you put out was. Mm-hmm. All of these things that got nominated were still great films. And I think there's, there's probably some films out there that, that probably nominated. should have been nominated yeah. and they didn't get nominated, right? Agreed. Um, because things are a certain way. We know how movies are. We can look at a movie from the previews and be like, oh, this one's going to be one of those Oscar movies. But nobody's going to watch it. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, we're not going to run to the theater to watch this film. Um, like, it's just hard to it, to be a Marvel movie and get best picture. Right. If that makes sense. Because the way they see... Um, superhero stuff is cheesy. They don't think it's real cinema. That's a, that's interesting because I feel like that's some of the most cinematic. Yes, you know, but they don't see it like that. They they see it as cheesy. They see it as kid stuff. They're flying around. How could you be this? And that's why I like Guillermo del Toro's speech about animation because people see animation oh, as I didn't that hear too. His speech, yeah, his speech about animation was like animation is is also and is a true form of cinematography and and beautiful films. We just don't push it like that because we taught people that cartoons were like the only form of animation. Right. And when I say cartoons, I'm talking about like a cartoon network, your Ed Ed and Eddie's and your Johnny Bravo's and stuff. Mm-hmm. When you woke up on a Saturday morning, you were watching Animaniacs. Mm-hmm. That's what we taught people, that cartoons are for kids. And think about how we still do that. There's a sect of people who watch animated shows or anime and, and, and things of that nature. And y'all, y'all, we as a society will cast them away as being like these nerdy, have not grown up, they're still children, right. they're not adults. We do that with Disney adults. Some of Disney's animated films are some of the greatest films that have ever came out. True. But we don't see them as being them becomes, because we see it as like childish. Yeah. And that's not true cinema. I love me some Frozen. Man. <laughs> man, you do. I don't like Frozen that much, but I know how much it took over. It did take it over. It can't take over if it's not true It's true cinema. Does right. that make sense? Right. Like you can't, you can't saw something 
what is not when it is doing what it's supposed to be doing. Mm-hmm. So shout out to um, shout out to Guillermo del Toro for for saying that and for winning for Pinocchio. And I hope that people get more into animated things. Even me, you know, I fell victim to that. Uh, I feel like anime stuff yeah. for kids. You know, you did not watch animated movies when we first met. No, I was like, I'm not watching. I that. was like, like, okay, but you have to watch Shark Tale, and you were like, hey, this is kind of cool, right? And I was like, Shark Tale is so good for real. It it just you helped me break down my wall of of really what pride. that was me. <laughs> it was pride, really. It was me saying like, I can't show you that like I do this. I don't want to show you like a part of me. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Like, that's a part of me for real. Like, I like the Boondocks. The Boondocks is animated. That's true. You know, it's one of my favorite shows of all time. That's true. Um, I love Phineas and Ferb. I named my dog Perry. Where's Perry? Exactly. So, I like animated things. It's just, at the time, I was so afraid. I was listening to what the world was saying and what our culture was saying about those people who watch animated things. Mm -hmm. How are you 27 and still watching animated things? Grow up. You're not a man. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Um, I'm here to say now, I don't feel the same way. Right. I'm finna watch Encanto. <laughs> okay. I'm finna Facts. watch these animated, uh, animated films. Welcome to the family of my drinking. Exactly. You know? I know who the audience is for, but that doesn't mean that adults didn't write it and there's not stuff in there for us to. Um, so, shout out to them. Shout out. Anywho, do you have any takeaways from the Oscars? I don't. Because I didn't watch it. <laughs> so <laughs> all I've got is the list of winners and I haven't seen half oh, of those. So I have no Oh rebuttal. my gosh. Oh my gosh. Okay. Now, but I was happy that we chose to watch because I feel like there's a lot of movies that you could have chosen to watch. And a lot of them to a normal viewer probably would have been trash. Yes. Or like what we perceive as trash. But... I'm glad we watched All Quiet on the Western Front, and mm-hmm. I'm glad that it won some things. Me so too. I feel good about our decision to watch, watch that, that one. Yeah, and and I still want to watch the Banshees mm-hmm. of Inisherin, and I still want to watch everything everywhere all at once. Yes, still want to watch that too. I'm probably not watching Tar. Just mm, probably not. Didn't the uh, the 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 previews didn't hook me? No, sorry. I've also heard Triangle of Sadness was really bad. Yes. Oh, bad. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I've heard it was really bad. Yeah, but look at it. Yeah. Look at it. He, hey, look at us. They they say we're bad. We're still nominated. True. Um, but you know what is good? The Last of Us. The Last of Us. Man. So good. Oh my gosh, it's over. Can you can you can you believe that it's over? Nine weeks. I know. Nine weeks have I gone by. I can't believe by. we've watched. I can't believe we watched it for nine weeks. I feel like it just started. Yes. But when we start talking about, like, I was thinking earlier today, like, breaking down episode by episode, I was like, dang, I felt like it was so long ago. Like, the first episode when they were in Austin. Yeah. Oh, my God. Okay. I will say, I was talking to somebody about it the other day, and they were like, um, I can't believe this happened in the first episode, yada, yada. And I was like, what are you talking about? And they were, like, trying to tell me without ruining it for other people and I was like, I'm not picking up with what you're putting down. And then it? that's when it reminded me it was about Joel's daughter being shot. Yeah. And how they didn't show it in the show, but apparently they do in, in the game. In the game. They showed it in the show. They didn't show like her being shot, did they? They just showed afterwards? No, they showed her being shot. He was holding her and he turned yeah. around. Oh. You remember he tried to run? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, the thing went off? Okay, anyways. Yeah. 
that whole thing. Um, and I couldn't, re- I couldn't remember what they were talking about. I was like, I am not getting what you're explaining right now. That's because it was eight but weeks ago. I know. Yeah. But then that's when it dawned on me like, oh my gosh, so much has happened since the first episode. Right. Right. Yeah. And that like, it somewhat even all runs together. Yeah. Like you can't be like, oh, I remember this. Like I remember specifically if we bust down, basically here's how I see it. Mm-hmm. Every episode had different main you had the main characters obviously right. but then every episode had a different main character or its own villain mm-hmm. right like episode one was just about Joel Tommy and Sarah mm-hmm. you know and then episode two we get more into um the fireflies and Joel and we're in Boston now right and Tess, and Tess right episode two is mm-hmm. with Tess episode three is obviously um the Bill and Frank Right or episode three, so every single episode we get a different main characters to the main characters. Mm-hmm. But when you blend it all together, it is like it just kind of flies right. Pa- like it's hard to remember which one was which, right? And where it placed in the story. To me, that's a sign of a good TV show mm-hmm. that you are so immersed in it. It's hard for you to separate what what happened and when it happened. Yeah, especially because it was nine weeks ago. I'm just glad we're talking about it all very fresh. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm so glad that we watched it. On time, pretty much every single week. Yeah. Um, 8 p.m. on Sundays. Yeah, man. I hate that it's over, but I'm excited for part two. But we'll kind of talk about, um, you know, recapping the season, how we feel about it, everything else. So if you have not watched The Last of Us, this is your time now to depart from us and come back whenever you have. Or if not. Or if you don't care about us, you don't care. Keep listening. Keep listening. It's going to be a great episode. I have a fun little game at the end, too. Um, So we'll play that. Now, I want you all to play it, too. But here we go. Zero to 100, what I say, zero being uh, the John Henry movie on Netflix with Ludacris and Terry Crews, and uh, 100 being Toy Story. Where are you, what, are you, what are you rating this? I'm rating this like a 97. I'm with you. I'm with you. 100%. There are only... Three things maybe that I knock it, and that's the reason why it's not 100. What What do you knock it on? Well, we'll, we'll talk about it. We'll talk okay. about it. Actually, let's because run into it. What do I knock it on? I'll talk about that first, and I'll talk about, we'll talk about what we okay. love. My three things that I knock it on were this. I'm a little bit biased because I played the video game. Right, right. Uh, that's it. Okay. So, one of the things is that I wish there were more clickers and bloaters and stuff like that. Yeah, that's what, I'm surprised we didn't see more. Right. So, but again, I think they didn't want to be like the classic post-apocalyptic show. They didn't want to be a zombie movie right. or a so, zombie show. I understand why they did it, but I still wish there was a little bit more. Okay. All right. Because I might have seen, what, seven out of the entire yeah. thing. And we got one bloater. One bloater. Come on. So, that's number one. Number two, I hate that they used sexual assault as a, um, a plot, like to move the plot forward. Mm-hmm. Any show is going to get a knock from me for that because I feel like you could have left that part out to move a person's character forward or plot forward. Mm -hmm. And obviously, I'm talking about closer towards the end, episode eight, I guess you can say, whenever she um, goes to this guy's encampment and got her locked up, got Ellie locked up. And then my third one is this. And it really has to do with the last episode. 
it should have stretched that mug out. That mug flew by. It flew by. It flew by. And here's the thing. In the hospital, when he's just going nuts, right? He's just going, he's murking. Mm-hmm. In the game, it felt more like your heart is just boom, 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 boom. Like it felt more like just anxiety written, right? Really? In the, in the show, it felt zen. Like you yeah. knew it was going to happen. Like it was so peaceful. Yeah. Like he was just in a zone. So you knew that he was going to get what he wanted. Mm-hmm. There was no it like feel that way. It, there was no push and pull. There was no like he gets shot a little bit or he has to duck and he is running out of ammo so he doesn't know his next step and he mm-hmm. oh they're closing in on him. What does he do now? Right? That's how it feels in the game you're when you're right. playing that level. And in in the game, there's way more Fedra. I mean, uh, yeah, there's way more Fedra people in the game. It takes forever to beat that or level. Fireflies. Uh, yeah, I'm sorry, fireflies. Uh, it takes forever to beat that level. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you always run out of ammo, so you have to like get a flamethrower or something. So I wish the the last episode was a, just a little bit longer, explored a little bit more of the push and pull for like my anxiety mm-hmm. so that I had a greater resolve, though I did have resolve at the end. Those are my only three critiques. In the game, do you know that you're coming up to the end of it? If you look at like your progress, like, so, you know, when you say something at the end of something, it kind of shows you like a progress mm-hmm. bar. So, you know, you're getting close to the end. Okay. But you never know what the end end is until you're like there and then like the credits come on. Dang. Yeah, yeah. So that was like the thing. when he Remember I told you like you're just sitting there with your jaw open. Um, wow. Excuse me. <laughs> the TV just cut on. I think there are most over there maybe. But I need to go back on the airplane. I don't know why the airplane cut off. Sorry, y'all. All right. <laughs> Here we go. Hit the mute on that real quick. Uh, so that if it does that again, it just don't go off. Oh, okay. So at the end of the first game, I haven't made it to the end of the second game. As I spoke about at the wedding this weekend, I'm taking it very slow. Mm-hmm. But it's, it, they told me that it almost pretty much feels the same. Mm. At the end of the first game, I literally was sitting there with my mouth wide open. Like you couldn't believe how it ended or? I was like, this is the end. You were like, sad just, that it was over. All of Both? that. Yeah. I, every every like emotion, I was like, yo. And I'm like, I don't want to hate Joel. Cause I don't, I don't know how I feel about Joel's decision. That's a good one, right? Like that's what I was like thinking at the end of the game, right? But I love the show. I love how they did the show. Ninety-seven out of hundred for me. I would say the same. Um, it's the closest thing to perfect. I feel like I've seen in a long time. Mm-hmm. It keep it keeps me interested. It always flies by, and I'm always like in it the whole time i don't feel the need to check my phone i'm right. not falling asleep yeah. and that's a big one for me this is true especially because we were laying down yeah last night. that could have been very easy because <laughs> we usually watch it with all the lights off because yeah. it's kind of a dark show mm-hmm. um lighting wise and so like i'm never falling asleep i'm never distracted and i just think that it holds my attention so well yeah and it paces really well mm-hmm. Like, you're never in a lull where it's like, okay, what are we doing? You know? Yeah, they do a great job of, even when it is, like, slower, the um, the dialogue is so meaningful to what the story is right. that you're still very connected within the dialogue, right? Right. They, had, they did a great job of casting. Um, shout out to them. They just did a fantastic job. I really enjoyed the show. I loved the locations. I loved how, when I tell you, so in a game, you can make the environment right mm-hmm. 
Like you, it's it's an open world. You can create from your mind what it looks like. For them to almost like spot on nail every single location, yeah, is mind boggling to me. Because how do you do that on film where you're relegated to using what's already here, right? Unless you're gonna build a set, maybe. But I mean, spot on. The makeup, spot on. Yeah. Everything was spot on. And I was like, that's crazy. Because you, if you think about a video game, it's all CGI. So they can create whatever, whatever they, they create. want to create. Yeah. Any leaf can look like whatever I want it to look like. Mm-hmm. For you to somehow find that in either, find that in Canada, which is where they film, or create it on top of something else. Like they found a perfect town and created the town. It looked just like it. It's just wild. Wild, wild, wild. That is wild. So shout out to them. Do you know how long um, this... Like took the film? Yeah. It probably took... I don't know. Because when did The Last of Us come out? The game? The game came out in like 20... 2012, maybe? 2013? Okay. But I'm sure they weren't filming a movie then. They didn't start. Right, of course. But I'm just like wondering when did they decide this is going to be a movie. Like, because they probably decided it before they announced it to the public too. Look it up. You know? How long did it take film last of us? So about a year. Dang, just a year? Mm-hmm. That's kind of crazy. Just a year. And I think that probably 2020 is when they probably started thinking Either they pushed it back because of mm-hmm. COVID, uh, mm-hmm. but around that time, whenever they Miss went Rona. to yeah, when when uh when uh the Panamera hit, <laughs> um, whenever they had released that Last of Us Part Two was coming out, mm-hmm. and the hype around Last of Us Part Two, I mean, I was going ballistic, and everybody yeah. else was going ballistic. I think that's when they were like, "Yo, we could probably, we can probably do a movie yeah. or a TV show." Because you can't really, I mean, you can keep doing games, but you just want to, I feel like you just want to ride the high mm-hmm. and set off like in the sunset, mm-hmm. sail off in the sunset. Don't run it into the ground because we all know where the story ends, right? Mm-hmm. They're either going to save the world or they're not going to save the world. Right. And the odds are they're probably not going to save the world, mm-hmm. which means all of our favorite characters at some point are going to die. So let me ask you, as someone who played the game, when you thought about this becoming to the screens, like coming to the screens, would you have rather, and and try to think like before the show, would you have rather seen a movie or a series? A series, because there was going to be no way they were going to fit a game into a movie. I mean, the game you got to play for like 20 hours. Yeah. So there's like there's no way they're gonna fit that into a movie. As much okay. detail. Can you imagine the amount of characters and the character development they had to do for this show, putting all of that into a movie? Into a movie, yeah. That's I mean, the first point. episode alone was like an hour and twenty minutes. True. I wish we would have gotten more of the hour and twenty minutes. Yeah. <laughs> and then episode three, I think, was like a two hour cut and they cut down to like a little bit over an hour. Dang. Yeah. So there's no way they were gonna fit in a movie. Games, you have to do TV shows mm-hmm. or, or series or whatever you want to call them. You okay. cannot do it in a, a movie because they're way too long. Way, 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 way too long. All right. You can take a movie and stretch it into a game. 
because you can create more in the game. It's never ending unless you, you know, you want to because you can always get DLC. I think Last of Us had a DLC too. They had like a little like downloadable content is what DLC stands for. I was like, mm, that don't mean uh, nothing to me. <laughs> so basically, this is what DLC is kind of ruined the gaming world. So if you know anything about gaming, back in the day, when when you bought a game, it was complete, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. If you download anything, it was maybe like an update to fix some bugs and stuff. But it was like a complete game. You didn't have to buy anything else for the game. Nowadays, they sell you like the beta version of a game, essentially. And then they make you download more content as the game goes on. And then that's how they get you to buy more, too. So not only are you paying $60 for the game, you know, buying more stuff for the DLC packages that drop over the next year or a couple of years or so. Um, so they have, that's the model now. I hate that model now. I, I love it for some games. I hate it for other games. Games like The Last of Us, I don't want no DLC. Just complete the game and drop it. Games like Call of Duty, I'm fine with DLC. Not too much, though. Because you're not, like, completing something. Right. You and can keep adding things. You can missions. keep adding things or changing yeah. things. Like, here's my, here's my suggestion for Call of Duty. This is me. Sorry getting into the gaming. This is the gaming podcast. This is me. The more you play Call of Duty, if you've been playing Call of Duty since Call of Duty, I think the first Call of Duty I've ever played was Call of Duty 3. Mm-hmm. And then I've been on Call of Duty since then. Okay. So I know all of the maps since then. I've played every single Call of Duty except Vanguard since then. Every year you fall in love with like three or four maps. Mm. Like those are just your favorite maps. You mm-hmm. just play well on them. You like how they look. And and each year they might bring back now they're starting to bring back a couple of retro maps you know you're like oh man remember this map from ten years ago mm-hmm. and Pick, it just brings Piccadilly back. right right <laughs> watch in in ten years no nah, people hated Piccadilly so I don't that probably, that map mm-hmm. will never come back uh, but like a dome or a rust or a shoot house or a shipment they bring shipment back all the time or Nuke Town these are classic maps right that they will forever be. The games will say, here, take this real quick, and people will just eat that up. My idea is this. Call of Duty needs to drop every three years. Okay. They need to drop with a story, which they do, but they need to drop with a story that you can play. And then in online, what they need to do is have new maps, and then they need to have like a legacy mode. And their legacy mode is where every six months or every four months, whatever you do your season, so every quarter, you drop. Five to six legacy maps, but we don't know which ones are going to be. So for five months, I get to play like those five maps. Mm-hmm. And then the next season, the maps are gone, but I get a new five of the legacy maps too. So I still got new maps, but then we get the legacy maps of all of the Call of Duties. That's my suggestion to them. They will probably never do that because there's no money in that. But like as a gamer, we would love that. And we would never need to buy a new like, Call of Duty. Just keep updating it. Make us play a premium. We pay like once a, you know, once a year, we'll... Get to gain access to the the new DLC, make us pay a little money or whatever. Um, but I feel that way when it comes to like, I was happy that they did good for this show and did right by the show. And I was probably fine with them just going directly with the game because the game was a movie itself. Yeah. So I was I feel, fine with that. I feel like they did really good at kind of mirroring the game as well. Right. So for somebody who didn't watch the game, but I've seen other post-apocalyptic Clip. shows. Oh, okay. How do you think this was different? Um, 
Well, I don't watch many post-apocalyptic shows. Dang. Did you watch The Walking Dead? No. Wow. I know. I know. And that was so popular. But I was just never into post-apocalyptic world. I wasn't into zombies. Oh, that's true. Like that Until just... you read that damn book. What book? A Night in a Court, Court in a Day, Court in the Evening. That ain't got no zombies in it. Yeah, but it's still fantasy. Yeah, but I just... I've never been a zombie person, so I would say that this one was very engaging. And maybe I would like The Walking Dead if I gave it a shot, because it was super popular. But I think that this one sticks out from other ones because they didn't focus so much on... The zombie. The zombie aspect or the infected. They really focused more on the characters Mm -hmm. trying to overcome this or live through this rather Mm -hmm. than, you know... Yes. Yes. And that's what I'll get to here in a little bit. But stay there. Stay in that mind frame. I'm glad you said that. Because I feel like that's what made it different for me, too. Okay. Um, so for you, as someone who has watched those things. 100%. Though I wanted more, right? I wanted mm-hmm. more. I didn't want that to be the, the crux focus. of the show. Yeah. Like, oh, we're just trying to beat zombies. Because I think, my own personal opinion, is that if we were in a real post-apocalyptic world... Mm-hmm. The evils and the, and the demons that we were faced would not be the undead. It would still be the people living. Yeah, the humans. It's lawlessness, right? Mm-hmm. Everybody thinks they have the right answer. We saw that. Nobody is going to try to work together. Right. People want power and control. And they would do anything to do it. I would be more scared. And as they showed in the show, this is why I liked it, of the humans walking mm-hmm. than the zombies. At least they're in a in one mode. Right. I, I know what to expect from them. I don't know what to expect from humans. Right. So you just lose the aspect of trust. Because I can't trust anybody mm-hmm. at that point. Okay, the world is done. Trust is out the window now. If I see somebody who may really need help, who may really be a genuine person, I cannot trust them. That's a good point. So I'm glad that they showed that angle. And it doesn't matter who you were. That was the other thing I love with the show. Didn't matter if you were a woman. Didn't matter if you were a kid. Didn't matter if you were a Bible thumper or a Christian. Even though I don't be liking every time that they show a Christian uh, preacher or pastor using the Bible, they always show them using it for bad. Right. I don't like that aspect. That's not to say that doesn't happen. There are definitely false prophets out there. But it doesn't matter who you are in that position, the trust will be gone. Mm Mm-hmm. It could be your own brother. The trust will be gone. And then everybody's in a get back phase too, right? Right. If you did me, I'm going to do you. Mm -hmm. There's no truce. There's no mercy. There's no justice, at least as we know it. And I think that The Last of Us uncovers that because it didn't focus on the googly monsters because the Mm -hmm. monsters were really just the humans. Right. So shout out to them uh, for that. Now, my question is this. For those who have not watched the show, at the end, they make it to the hospital. Joel and Ellie make it. Mm -hmm. The entire purpose of the show is to get Ellie to the hospital because she could be the cure. And we find out that Ellie was born as her mother got bit. So Ellie has actually been infected since she was a kid, since a, a very infant. The umbilical cord was still attached, so the cordyceps was was already growing in her brain, <clears throat> which is what makes her 
immune because any new cordyceps essentially thinks, oh, this is already a cordyceps. Mm-hmm. Like I said last night, it's mRNA, mm-hmm. right? So we learn that and then they get knocked out or whatever. Joel wakes up and one of the fireflies that has been around since the beginning of the show is telling Joel, hey, we have Ellie. She is, our doctors think that they can extract this thing and we can give it to everybody. It can be a cure. Basically, we can make this mRNA vaccine. We can give it to everybody. Uh, or even the premise of World War Z. Did you ever watch that with Brad Pitt? Mm-mm. World War Z was, the, the, the zombies were trying to be, it was an a infection, a viral infection. But he figured out that the zombies won't eat people that are sick. So he injected himself with like a virus, like mm-hmm. another virus. Because obviously the virus needs like a healthy host. Mm-hmm. So this is the same concept, right? Which is like, we got to fake the fungus to thinking that it's already been, this This has already been like hosted by somebody else. Like, hey, right. this is my territory. So go somewhere else. And it's like, cool, right. I don't need to grow here. So that's the premise. The thing is though, Joel is like, cordyceps grows in the brain. So if you take that out, she's going to die. And she's like, yeah, we know. So basically, you know, Joel is very upset. He has grown a bond with Ellie. Ellie has grown a bond with Joel. Ellie says, we're going to finish this job. And wherever we go, I'll follow you. Mm-hmm. Very sweet like moment. Like father and daughter. Yes. It, it literally is. He's got a new Sarah. Mm-hmm. And so they're going to take Joel outside and pretty much kick him down the road. And they're going to kill Ellie and try to get a cure for the rest of the human race. And... If he, if Joel's going to try anything, the the instructions were to shoot him and pretty much kill him. And remember, the Fireflies supposed to be the good guys, mm-hmm. right? That's, that's what they build them as. Joel goes into this Zen mode. Now, when I say Zen mode, I mean he's going to this, his John Wick mode. He is. And kills everybody at the hospital. Takes Ellie while she's under sedation and leaves the hospital. Mm-hmm. And when Ellie wakes up, she has a lot of questions. And Joel lies to her. Joel tells her that there's a lot of people like Ellie and that they have not found a cure because there is no cure. And then some raiders took over the hospital and people got hurt. And he barely made it out alive. And that's why she doesn't have clothes because he had to take her and just run. And just run. Mm Mm-hmm. Now, we all know that's not what happened. Mm-hmm. Joel made the decision, instead of saving everybody to save her, potentially saving everybody to save her. At the end, Ellie asked Joel, promise me, swear to me that what you told me at the hospital is true. And he swears. So he lies to Ellie. Mm-hmm. And that's how the show ends. My question is, do you agree with Joel? Oh... How do you feel about Joel's oh, decision? Oh my gosh, it was a tough one because it was tough because you see this bond that has grown so tight. Mm-hmm. And you've already seen him go through losing his daughter. Right. And he mentioned earlier in that episode about how he tried to take his own life. And so you can tell that he has replaced mm-hmm. Sarah with Ellie. And that bond, replace that bond. You found something to live for. Keep going. Right. So when watching that, it's like, 
he wouldn't be able to live through that again. No. You That's, know, like right. that would break him. Mm-hmm. But it's kind of like the, the, you got one person on the train tracks versus 10, 10 people. people. Yeah. Which one do you, which one do you save? Yeah. yeah. So, which is a classic decision and they baked it into a video game. Right. Oh, I love this game. And it's just so, it's so difficult because I then feel like he made a very selfish decision. Of extremely. Well, I feel like. And took that choice from her. Her. Because at first, he, I don't think he did. Right? And even when he's telling, uh, what's her name? Marlene? Mm-hmm. Even when he's telling Marlene, it's not for you to, it's not a decision for you to make. While he's holding Ellie because she's sedated. Mm-hmm. I'm like, he's right. It's Ellie's decision to make. Right. But then when he but lied to her. But then when he lies to her. Mm-hmm. So he did the same thing Marlene did. Right. Which was not give her a decision on her own destiny and her own legacy. Because, mm-hmm. yeah, her life might be have been ended, but she could been she could have lived forever, if you know what I mean. Right. The one in front of the gun lives forever. That's what, as the great philosopher Kendrick Lamar says. Mm-hmm. So that was up to her. And for her, for him... To lie, it was just like, man, I hate that for him. Mm-hmm. And it hurts to see that because it's mm-hmm. like, come on, why would you do that? Why would you lie to her? Because it hurts her. Her. But it also hurts seeing the one person that she puts all of her trust in mm-hmm. lie to her. Which is also takes you back to the episode when um, old girl... The black woman, Tommy's uh, wife, Mm -hmm. was like, the people who you love the most are going to hurt you the most. Mm -hmm. You do not, don't trust nobody, essentially. Right. Don't just blindly put your trust into these people. Like, everything was a call back to another episode or another moment in time during that last, like, 20 minutes. Yeah. And you just, that last episode, you really saw the matriculation of Ellie's character. Mm Mm-hmm. Because she at the beginning was dealing with a lot of, she was just very spaced out and her just seeing a giraffe turned her into a kid again, mm-hmm. you know? Uh, and then you saw him kind of getting it back to his dad mode and actually like admitting that like he, it's the other things didn't make him have a reason to keep going. Ellie did. Mm-hmm. And so he selfishly is like, I don't want to lose her. So he lies to her. So I'm like, damn, why would he do that, man? So that's messed up. But not only that, he's making the decision for the entire world. The entire world. Yes. The entire world. When it's not, I mean, she would be too. Ellie would be too. So that's a hard decision because Ellie would be doing the same thing. Do I die to save everybody? Right. But it's still her decision because it's what's happening with her. But now it's interesting because weren't the Fireflies the only one that knew? Mm. Men having control over women's bodies. I'm just joking. Uh, yes. Everybody at the hospital is the only one that knows. Right. So no one else knows that there could be a cure out A cure out, out there. there. Right. But he's even, not only did he lie to Ellie, he's gaslighting her trying to instill something in her brain, which is there is no cure. Right. I'm not special. You are not special. You cannot do something. So that I can control you and keep you for the rest of your life. Mm-hmm. I can keep you as safe as I can. Even from yourself, because I know you. You're talking about let's go finish this thing. Ellie would die for everybody else. Mm-hmm. 
I mean, she had to kill her best friend, somebody who she loved. Right. She would die for everybody else. So people were like, I agree with Joel. I want to know how y'all feel about it. I don't I don't know. I don't think I have a stance on whether I agree or not. I just like need to air out the way that I feel right. about both I know I feel sides, you just you venting know? about it. I think and just I played the game, so I had mm-hmm. more time to think about it. I truly believe that he was right in getting her out of that hospital. And he was dead wrong about lying to her. Yeah. Him get, without, because they essentially put her in surgery before anybody was even consulted. Mm-hmm. Right? Before Ellie was consulted, before he was consulted, they just put her in the surgery. Mm-hmm. So him having to go through the lens he had to go through. Even though I don't understand Marlene. Marlene knows Joel. She yeah. know Joel about that thing. Why would you even give him a chance? Right. I would have bopped you in the head and set you outside. And you'd have woke up in the middle of the forest. That's a good point. So I don't know why she took the chance, but hey, that's what she get. And Joel went straight Rambo on mm-hmm. everybody in there. And went and got his girl. That man took no chances. When he walked right. in there and said, unhooker, and the doctor was like, Hey, how'd you get in here? He just bust his head. Mm-hmm. Wasn't no talking. <laughs> Wasn't no talking. You, y'all want to be like him? Keep her hooked up. Mm-hmm. I'll figure it out. But y'all better unhook her. And he carried old baby girl out of there. Mm-hmm. She woke up in the car and she knew. That's the other thing though, too. You could tell by her demeanor. She knew she knew Joel, Joel was lying. Yeah. She knew Joel lying. Of course. But what's she supposed to do? I'm not going to get into Last of Us Part 2. That's why she asked. Yeah. Just flat out. Because she knew that what he was saying was not true. It ain't adding up. The math ain't mathing. Mm-hmm. So what are, you, what are your predictions for Part 2? Because they've got greenlit for Season 2. There is a game. Um, I'm about halfway through the game. So what are, what are your predictions? What might happen? Mm. I think she's going to find out. Okay. That he was lying. Mm-hmm. Maybe confront him. Okay. Um, I don't know what that looks like. These are good guesses. Like. Okay. I don't know if she goes off on her own. Mm-hmm. If she tries to find someone that will get the whatever out of her brain. I don't. Right. I don't know what that looks like. Okay. But I. I think immediately she's going to figure out that he was lying. Yeah. Because where did they go from here? Now, I mean, that was the goal. That was the aim of the whole game was to get there just with live. her. That was his thing, right? His thing was like, we just go back to Tommy's place and we just live and um, ride it out. True. So, I mean, they found a community. True. Okay, they f- so they go back there and someone figures out that she has been bit and is still alive. Yeah, I think at that point, though, if you're Joel and you're Ellie, you don't have to hide that anymore. Oh, we went to the hospital. There's no cure. I'm just immune. Hmm. You don't have to hide it. Yeah, but I feel like people just aren't going to leave you alone. Yeah. Yeah. There got to be something in there. Right. I feel like that's not something that people are just going to let go. Right. I feel you. I feel you. So I don't know. What are your predictions? I can't tell you I'm playing the game. So I already know some of the answers to your questions. Okay. So I, I will leave that there. So in this show, 
aligned a lot with the game. So, but I do have a game for you. You want to play a game? Let's play a game. (laughs) I won't play the music the entire time. But usually what we do is um, a game that is about like industry terms. But I wanted to do something that was a little bit more fitting for the topic. So we're going to take a little little quizzy quiz. I want you to take a quiz answer some of these questions. Basically, this is would you survive in an apocalypse? The answer is no. <laughs> would you survive in an apocalypse? Are you ready? I'm going to answer some ask you some questions and then um we'll walk through it, okay? So here we go. Okay. The first step in surviving the undead is understanding them. So what do zombies want more than anything else? Do they want to drink human blood, to eat human flesh or to become human again? Hmm. That's a good question. I think when they become zombies, though, their brains aren't the same. So uh, I'm going to say eat humans. Eat humans. According to this is correct. It says, depending on the movie slash book or viral strain and questions, zombies either want to slurp brains or devour any human tissue that they can get their rotting hands on. Because one thing is clear, they're set on making you dinner and not in a good way. All right. Okay, they're trying to spread. So good job. Now... For some basic zombie science, what is the most common route of infection which results in person a person turning into a zombie? Is it getting bit by a zombie, being coughed or sneezed on by a zombie, or eating and drinking after a zombie? I feel like getting bit is too basic, but I'm going to go with that. Okay, getting bit is the correct answer. Okay. Of course okay. it is. You know what I'm saying? First off... Are you drinking after a zombie? Zombies ain't coming. What the, I know. You imagine if a zombie stopped for a Gatorade. Can I, can I get a drink of your yeah. Coke Zero, please? <laughs> <laughs> hey, man, let me hit that Coke Zero real quick. <laughs> nah, they ain't doing none of that. All right. Location, location, location. What is perhaps the worst place you can be during a zombie apocalypse? Is it in the forest, in a town, or in a city? Mm. In a city? In a city is the correct answer. Obviously, it's a super dense populated area. You don't want to be in a city because that's just like... A zombie buffet. Yes, a zombie buffet. Is that what it says? Mm -hmm. It's a zombie buffet. For sure. I like that. Everybody's there. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. All right. Bad news. You live in an apartment in the middle of a large city like Mm -hmm. we do right now. Okay. Relatable. uh, And the unthinkable is happening. Zombies are taking over. Societal order is uh, disintegrating. And you know that you need to get out of the city and away from other people, both living and dead. What's the safest place that you think you can head to? A mountaintop, an island, or are you staying put and you're just barricading yourself in? Mountaintop. You're going to go mountaintop? Mountaintop apparently is not the correct answer. So depending on their state of decay, zombies can stagger, hobble, and maybe even run, but they can't swim. Okay. Okay. So any place surrounded by deep enough water will be safe from attack. Okay. I think we kind of saw that with uh, COVID. That's right? fair. But I was thinking an island, like, then you're just there. Stuck. You know, yeah. If you don't have no skills to get out there right. or to even be there, it's like you might die from just being out there. Right. But also, like, if there were something to, like, if a zombie were to get there. Right. Like, if you died and it just, like, happened. Like, okay, so The Walking Dead, everybody's already infected. Mm. And when you die, you turn. So if you get to the island and somebody turns on the island, you're stuck on the island. Is that right. what you're saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I feel you. So With I'll take it either a way. zombie. I'll take it either way. Um, <laughs> that needs to be a game, Zombie Island. It probably is. Um, you've got a safe destination in mind. That's great. But there's a problem. 
Your significant other went to check on their partner four hours ago and hasn't come back yet. Parents. To make things worse, communications are down. There's no way to call them. What do you do? This happened with Marlene and Ellie's uh, mom. What do you do? Your significant other is out there. It's been four hours. No communication. Do you leave them or do you wait a few hours? Remember, this is how to survive, not how to be Katie. Because <laughs> I know what your answer is. Leave now. Okay, you're going to select leave now. That is the correct answer. You got to go. Okay, you got to go. Your first priority is survival. So you're no good to anyone if you're dead. Uh, do what you need to do. Besides, you and your partner spend several weekends out of the year at the late cabin. So they'll probably leave there as soon as they can. They'll be there. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Mm-hmm. Y'all have a, you're supposed to have plans and stuff like that. But knowing us humans, we I probably feel like do we would like, find wait. each other eventually. Yeah, but I think that that's what we like. We would have to like plan. You know, mm-hmm. we would know. Okay, cool. What would your next step be? If I can't get to you, you need to go here, mm-hmm. and you you know be there, and then we can track each other down. You know, mm-hmm. and even if we can't get there, I can get along the way of where you were going, and maybe I'll find you there. Right. If you're a zombie, I just you know I'll take you out. Mm-hmm. Anyway, <laughs> if, even if you were never a scout, you should be always prepared. You decide to pack some essentials just in case. So what kind of bag do you reach for? A backpack, a suitcase, or a gym bag? Mm. A gym bag. Gym bag is apparently wrong. Okay, yeah. Because they're never easy to carry around as you think they are. Okay. I'm going to assume, oh, backpack is the best uh, answer. But I feel like you can't get enough in a backpack, you know? Unless you got one of them Tarleton RL backpacks like (laughs) I have. You can get a lot in there. Uh, after hastily stuffing the bag with food, water, and a few first aid supplies, it's almost full. You can only fit one more item in your bag. What should it be? A knife, a jacket, or a smartphone? A knife. A knife is the correct answer, obviously. This is a multi-utility uh, thing. You can use it to kill something. It's sharp. It's durable. You can use it to open things. You can use it to cut something uh, and make shift out of that. So, obviously, the jacket is the most... Uh, important thing the knife i'm sorry the knife is the most important <laughs> thing um the jacket would also be important if you get cold and stuff and I, I mean there's importance for everything but i'm taking a knife um as you leave your apartment building your fears are confirmed traffic is bumper to bumper you're stuck on 75 <laughs> uh, with no sign of movement there's no way you can take your car a uh, good thing you didn't pack a suitcase uh-huh uh how should you proceed should you head to the train station should you grab your bike and pedal as fast as you can or should you attempt to take your car if you can just get past the city traffic, you'll be golden. Bicycle? Bicycle is the right answer, obviously. It gives you the much more, it gives you much more leeway, right? Right. Of getting in and out of places that you can. You're not stuck into a car. Mm-hmm. Um, and you can weave in and out of the cars. You can take some side, even like alleys and that that aren't right. streets to get around. So and and you can off-road on it as well. Mm-hmm. So it takes a little bit of knee power and a little, you know, a little massage, but bike. Weaving around cars and stuff like that, eventually you find yourself on a county road, chilling on a dirt road. But ahead, you see a pile of cars, right? Mm-hmm. So what do you do? Do you stay on the road and just paddle as fa- uh, pedal as fast as you can? Do you approach the traffic jam and find somebody uh, you know to ask about what's going on? Or do you ditch the bike and walk through the forest for cover? Ditch the bike. Ditch the bike. You are okay. You might be able to survive out here. Okay, going on foot will slow you down considerably, but it's the safest bet. Safest bet. You don't want to run into people. 
You don't want to run into zombies? Get the hell out of there. All right, now you're out of a bike. The sun is sinking fast, and there's no chance of making it to the lake house before dark. You're mentally uh, debating the pros and cons of finding shelter and walking through the night. When you realize that there's a zombie headed right for you, there's no way to avoid it or outrun it. You're going to have to neutralize this walking corpse before you can kill it or before it can kill you or affect you. What do you do? Do you shoot in the head? Do you stab it in the head with a knife? Or do you ram a sharpened stick through its eye? Mm. This is a tough one. This is a tough one. It's coming for you. You don't have, you can't outrun it. It's going to get there. You gotta, you gotta I'm stuck in between stab it in the head with a knife or ram a sharpen, sharpened stick through it. I feel you. I feel you. Which one are you going with? Stab it in the head with a knife. Okay. Let's see if it's right or not. Okay. okay. I figured yeah. the knife means that it's too close. And maybe that's a part of the ride yeah, they say it's yeah, wrong. Yeah. That's what I was thinking. Right. But the a stick is like long enough that you can, you know, have a little bit of space. Exactly. Okay. But so, then I was thinking, okay, do I have time to sharpen the stick? Yeah. So exactly. What if it's so, too dull or something? Yeah. I feel you. I feel you. Woo, that was close though. You know what I'm saying? You got you got your stick, you got it out. You'll be more vigilant from now on. Uh but wait, what's that? Do you hear someone calling for help? Help, help. Yes, you do. It's a woman. She seems to have gotten her legs stuck trying to squeeze through an opening of a fence, and the zombie is making a beeline for her. What do you do? Do you do nothing? It's every woman for themselves. I'm every woman. I'm zombie food. Or do you kill the zombie and save her? Because it's the right thing to do. We're talking just survival tactics. Just survival tactics. I'm sorry. I gotta go. (laughs) So Katie selects nothing. To leave this woman to die, but this play, this thing says no. You've already killed the zombie with the stick before, so you can easily fight another one and and let the 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 lady live. I don't know how I feel about. I don't that. know how what I feel about I'm that one either. Twice? Right, and what if it's a trap? We see that happen in uh, the Last of Us. I seen it happening in um, Walking Dead. Yeah, could be a trap. You know, what I'm saying? it's a trap. It's a trap. Okay, so you're instantly rewarded though for doing the right thing. So you did save her. The woman introduced herself as Lisa. And to thank her, thank you for saving her, she invites you to take shelter at her home that night. It's just a short walk away. Do you say yes? Um, yeah, it's shelter. Okay, so sleep at the stranger's house? Yep. Correct. Because, yes, it is shelter. So you'll figure it out there. The evening goes well. She cooks a delicious dinner, and you head off to bed with as much sleep as you can get. In the morning, she packs you a few sandwiches, ham on my dad, uh, for you to take on the road. But as you were saying goodbye, Sam bolts out of the front door, who is Sam the dog. Instant, uh, instinctive, instinctively, golly, seeing an approaching zombie as a threat and rushing towards it. So the dog is running. Sway gets out the house and is running towards the zombie. Without thinking, Lisa takes off after him. You realize she's running, running towards a zombie unarmed. You have a zombie killing stick on your hand. How do you react? Do you run after her and kill the zombie? Or do you run back in the house? Well, by this logic, I've already killed two zombies, so I might as well just kill another one. Okay, let's see. You're right. <laughs> you are right. You have now become the protector. Right. I don't know, because I'm going in the house. I'm, I'm sorry. The dog got to go. I'm not saving the dog. Lisa. Yeah, Lisa's stupid. This is the second time you've almost gotten me killed by a zombie. Mm. So you and Lisa realize the horror that she's been bitten on the shoulder. What do you do now? Do you rush inside to stop the blood, or do you leave 
uh, and you fastly leave. You know what I'm saying? Because she will turn into a beast here soon. I'm leaving. Okay, that has to be the correct answer. It is. As it turns out, a dirt bike is the ideal means of travel. You're able to find one on the road, cautiously off cautiously off-roading when you need to avoid a clump of stranded cars. You make solid progress for a couple of hours. The dirt bike runs out of gas just a few kilometers before the lake. So you abandon it just to finish the journey on, on foot. As you make your way through the forest bordering the lake, something rustles in the bush up ahead. You stop bracing yourself for a zombie, but instead, it's a feral-looking dog. It must also be terrified and fleeing from the undead. Because you're like, what is this dog doing here? Mm -hmm. You almost breathe a sigh of relief. But then the dog begins to growl and the hair on the back of its, uh, you know, whatever, starts standing up. Uh Uh-oh. What should you do? He's about to put the paws on you. Do you (laughs) turn your tail and run away? Do you scream at the dog and make eye contact to show him that you're the boss? Do you stand tall, stay calm, and back away slowly while talking to it in soothing tones? Which one do you do? See. See, stand tall. Correct. Correct. It's a wild animal, man. You know what I'm saying? So chasing, or if you start running, it's going to start chasing you. Mm-hmm. But you also want to try to do the whole dominant thing, too. You just go slow slow movements. Hey, bear. <laughs> hey, bear. Hey, bear. All right. After a few tense moments, the dog is satisfied that you're not a danger, and it backs away and leaves. You can continue your way on and reach the lake shore in the little dock where your family keeps a rowboat. For going back and forth to the cabin. You hop on and you paddle to the island. Safe. At last. From zombies and wild animals reaching the cabin. However, you realize a light is on inside. Someone is here. What do you do? Do you moor the boat at the dock? Go pound on the door and demand who is there? You know what I'm saying? Or do you roll around the shore behind the house. Approach the house quietly and peer through the window to see who's in the house. B, obviously. Obviously, man. You got to do that. Better safe than sorry. You want to pull up and be a little sneaky. So 12 out of 16, you're a skilled survivor. I see you, girl. You might be able to survive, but I don't know. Well, I was a Girl Scout. You were a Girl Scout. (laughs) You know what I'm saying, girl? Ain't no rookie. Girl Scout cookie. (laughs) Scout's honor. Uh, I wonder how many uh, that y'all get right based on this. Now, I do feel like some of these, I don't know. I'm not helping Lisa. Lisa. Lisa got to go. Girl. Lisa being gone. You saved her once and then had to save her twice for her to get bit anyway? Facts. Because of her dog. You did get a good dinner and some sandwiches out that mud, though. True. And the dog got to go. I'm sorry, y'all. Zombie apocalypse? My dog running out? I'm going to be singing while it's running. You can't stop the rain. <laughs> you can't stop the Dang. rain. Dang. Okay. Well, I'm glad that I would survive. Good job. Good job. Very proud of you for surviving in a zombie apocalypse. Off a can of Thank beans you. Now too. I know all. I just I just got to get to an island. Yeah, that's it. You know, I don't know where there's an island even near Dallas, mm-hmm. but we'll find one on the, on the lake. We can build our own on the lake, right? Just get some dirt. <laughs> that's how they build islands. <laughs> I don't think so, man. <laughs> okay. Uh, thank you for playing that game. Thank you all for sticking around. If you have not watched The Last of Us, please do. We loved it. Please do. I will definitely watch it again. Don't think of it as just another zombie apocalypse show. It is not another zombie apocalypse show. But thank y'all for staying around. Yes, You know what it is. When you're watching TV and it asks you, are you still watching? Always press next. Do it every time. See y'all next week. Bye. Bye.